This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The Forest Trust for the Children of Cortez Island Society will hold its AGM on January 29th. As it's been close to 12 years since this initiative began, Cortez Currents asked the Society's Secretary, Christine Robinson, to start this interview with an overview of how their initiative to purchase 600 acres from Island Timberlands began. It was the brainchild of Sabina Liedermans and, and myself, I suppose. We were at that point expecting Island Timberlands to be coming to the island, and there was a lot of community work as to how best to meet Island Timberlands, to look at the forest lands on Cortez and those that had a very important ecological value. The forest lands surrounding Carrington Lagoon were so clearly important in terms of providing a wildlife corridor to the northern wilds of Cortez. It just offered itself up and we thought, how could anyone resist the children's forest? It's a winner. <clears throat> So the rest, you could say, is history. There's been a tremendous amount of community effort over, I think we're going on 12 years, by children, youth, families, very committed individuals to continue to really take ownership of this land and proceed with what became an organized vision and mission statement when we incorporated as a society and then as a charity. Though it started 12 years ago and initially was the vision of to people, it's grown. And so there are many people who are now connected to the children's forest in various capacities. I think that speaks to the strength of the organization, that it's not relying on the shoulders of one or two people. We have a very active board and extended professionals that have um, been brought into the fold. So I think it's actually a healthy thing that people don't associate just myself or just Sabina they should associate Chris and Andrew and a whole host of people who have really taken on um, a major share in moving this vision forward. So what's happened since the last AGM? Uh, myself, plus other parents and other individuals in the community have been involved in various ways with youth programming. There's been a lot of information about the BioBlitz, which is one of the ways we do research and mentorship and working on leadership with the youth after the AGM was last spring as the pandemic hit. And we all were navigating waters that we've never been in before. Certainly there was an increased need, global need, and certainly a, an increased awareness on many people's part on the mental health importance of being out in the natural world and in forests and around trees. We had to be very careful and limited in how we had gatherings. And for a while, there was a really wonderful partnership between the Children's Forest and groups through the Cortez Health Center and DESTA. We hosted for almost three months a weekly Zoom call with a slightly different focus each week. And the children came into the Zoom calls with all kinds of natural treasures that they had found. We had a focus on frogs and tadpoles and all of a sudden we were looking at frogs and tadpoles through our computer screens which was something I never anticipated that we'd be doing. It's not something I would normally advocate but in fact it was a good bridge of running regular programming where we were all feeling cautious and still allowing 
children an opportunity to take a focus on a particular issue in the natural world and then an opportunity to share and relate to other kids. So it was actually very interesting. We had to take a pause on the monthly family walks that we do, which have been called the Nature Study Days or the Children's Forest Monthly Walk. But we have been running them monthly now for months and and have families and children show up for Sunday of every month. We never quite know where we're going to go, although a favorite is always down to Grandmother Grove where James Creek um, flows into Carrington Lagoon, and we often have a, a, a campfire. How many people show up as a rule? We have anywhere from four to 20. It, it really varies tremendously about as to who's on the island and, and weather plays a part. The only time we don't go is if it's too windy and we feel it's not safe to be in the forest. Chris Dragseth, the Society's Chair, gave an update on how negotiations to purchase the children's forest are proceeding. So just a bit of background. We've been talking with the landowners since June of 2013. That's really the first meeting that we've had with Island Timberlands at the time. Over the course of the subsequent years, we met with them. Then July of 2019, Mosaic Forest Management took over the management operations for both Timberwest and Island Timberlands. They basically are our, our, our go-to folks to talk about steps forward and how do we negotiate a price and, and move forward on that front. So we've been meeting with uh, Mosaic for the last couple of years. COVID put a bit of a damper on things as far as getting face-to-face, but we ended up meeting by Zoom calls uh, with Mosaic. So that sort of helped keep the momentum going and moving forward on it. So we're moving right now into trying to characterize how our discussion should be structured to uh, come up with land and timber valuation. So there's some work that we need to do with Mosaic to come to a common understanding on how, how we actually get to a number, how we actually structure our, our negotiations under that umbrella. One of the main operating principles when we get into those discussions is as a society, we have obligations from a Societies Act and from our responsibilities to the Canada Revenue Agency to pay only fair market value and negotiate from there. We also have donors that are hopefully going to be supporting us as we get closer to a to negotiation settlement. We have an obligation to them, but also our society is part of a, the BC Lands Trust. And so there's obligations under those kind of parameters that require us to get a price that is justifiable. Background work is being done on this. We've actually brought expertise to the table, retired Ministry of Parks folks, and also a We've hired registered professional foresters to help move us along and support our discussions at the table. You maybe remember we had Tuesday, November the 30th, a big fundraising day, and the majority of those dollars are going to be required for us to continue on negotiations and continue any work that comes out of that negotiation process. So last year's target was 2000 This year we set a target at 10000 and we hit that and then some. So we've got money in the bank to help us do the operational stuff around the negotiations. That's helpful. And we have people in the community that we continually have discussions with about supporting us in the longer run once we get into more substantive negotiations and get down to a final price. That's going to be a work in progress for 2022. 
we'll see where we are this time next year, uh, but we're always hopeful that we're moving in the right direction. We may, may not be moving as quickly as we want it to go, but uh, Mosaic has you know, basically confirmed that we are the people they're talking to as it relates to the five parcels in Carrington Bay. Nobody else is in the picture, so that's all good. So we'll just keep plodding along and continue our discussions and hopefully get to a point where we've got a negotiated price and then we go from there. Do you have a date when this will hopefully all be over? If we can get there uh, in 2022 sometime, uh, that'd be wonderful. But again, we've, it's taken longer than we had anticipated it taking. We're working with the right people at the table from the company point of view and the right people at our table. If it doesn't happen immediately, it'll happen at some point in the future. So we just keep plodding along. I remember when we first started the project, I thought maybe five years, you know, <laughs> the, the outside maybe 10, but surely by the time I have grandchildren, well, I have three grandchildren and I hope that in the next year or two, they, they will have the pleasure of walking through the children's forest under different ownership. Add one comment, just because I have tended to be more involved in the programming activities, community um, events, the Children's Forest has always participated as a community organization with the Cortez Island Museum when they do their Christmas bird counts for uh, Bird Canada. And the winter bird counts coming up on the 2nd of January, so a group of Children, youth, families will be going into Carrington with a couple of seasoned birders to participate in the Christmas bird count. That also contributes to the species inventory that we have, that Sabine has worked so hard on to have and actually is up on our website. So if we saw anything new, that would be added to the species list. The other thing that's coming up is we have our AGM at the end of January, January 29th. So there will be notices um, going out. And we expect to have a wonderful young alumni who is part of the original Children's Forest book and has been involved in activities over the years and is now a graduate of um, SFU. She will be joining our board as one of our youth spokespeople, happens to be Chris's granddaughter. What's your name? Kira. Kira Sakonis. Yeah. Dino and Colleen, Twincom, that's their daughter. Unfortunately, we've always tried to have the youth at our AGMs in one form or another. And for a whole bunch of reasons this year, it's probably not going to work. Last year, we had a guest speaker available, and we won't be able to do anything as in-depth this year. The AGM is going to be probably just a business meeting per se, but having said that, what we're trying to organize is something shortly afterwards. I'm not sure when that'll happen, but sometime before the springtime or early spring, we hope to sponsor a session with, with some naturalist, biologist, scientist, yet-to-be-determined person some kind of a community event so we couldn't pull it off to get it in tandem with the AGM so we'll probably be in a position maybe to talk a bit about it at the AGM but that'll be the full extent of that. You've been listening to Christine Robinson and Chris Dragseth give an update on the Forest Trust for the Children of Cortez Island Societies last year and their upcoming AGM on January 29th. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.